Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the second week of February in the year 2020. My name is Tyler, and out there in the ether is Jeff. Say something, Jeff. Ether? Somewhere out there in the ether is Jeff. But this week, it's going to be probably a short one, but we'll see how that goes. But first, we're we're actually going to start with our Fearless Beer Review. Then we're going to get into our songs of the week. And then we're going to wrap it up with some new music and a couple tours that were announced this week that are kind of exciting. So stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for the main album episode because we're actually getting into the Public Enemy album. It takes a million to take us down, right? What's the name of that fucking record? Kind of. Sure. Oh, it takes a nation of millions to bring us To down. hold us back. Or to hold us back. Fuck, man. I'm, I can't even do this. I was this trying to think stupid. of a song. There's a pu- I got it now. Because you said you said ether, okay. and there's like a pop punk song that I like, and one of the lyrics has ether in it, and that always stood out to me because mm. you don't hear the ether a lot. You don't. There's also an AFI song called Ether, B side. But anyway, uh, let's let's get right into our fear. <laughs> let's get into our fearless beer review. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our fearless beer review. What do you what do you got? Our intrepid beer review here. So I have something from Prairie, oh, Prairie yeah. Artisan Ales. It's called Screenshot. It's an Imperial Stout with hazelnut okay. roasted coffee. That is so disgusting. Just absolutely disgusting. You're crazy. One day you'll grow up. <laughs> one day you'll like the, the coffee is one not good. One day you'll like the big kid stuff. Coffee is not good, dude. That's just the way it goes. That's the way she goes. Yeah, this beer's called Screenshot. And Prairie, I've had several of their beers before, and I think I've had a couple on the pod. They're a really good brewery. They make really good beers. So, like, everything that I've had from them has been at least good, if not better. They're from, I think they're from, like, Oklahoma or something. But um, this one's got pretty damn high ratings on Untapped and Beer Advocate, and it's 11%. So uh, it'll be Ooh, a dizzy. Man, you're gonna get toasty. Uh, yeah. You're gonna get real. It's got a toasty. 94 on Beer Advocate out of a, out of 100, I would guess, and a 4.25 <laughs> on Untapped. Dang, that, that is that is pretty high um, for a shitty beer. Uh, I have friend of the pod Mike uh, gave me one of his beers. This is a uh, called Green Park Lager. It's a California Pilsner. Uh, it was brewed and canned by Cellar Marker or Cellar Maker Brewing Company in San Francisco, California. Uh, but this is a collaborative beer from Green Cheek Brewing here in Orange, California, oh, and then Highland and then Highland Park Brewing Company in Los Both Angeles. Boys. So, yeah. So this is a, this is a um, collaboration Pilsner. It's a five point zero percent ABV. I got a pint of it in a can. Uh, there's only 44 check-ins on Untapped, so it's a fairly new beer. I couldn't find any information on the beer. It's not even on Beer Advocate. 
It's like a new fucking yeah. beer. So. You're the 45th person to drink this. I will I will be the 45th person to drink this. Correct. Exactly. Damn. That's a nice little CP, a little collab Pilsner. <laughs> toy, toy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to open I this am. one up? Okay. Here we go. Ooh, that was a nice crack. Nice crack of the can. Oh, it smells so gross. Whoa. Does it really? Oh, it smells awful. Uh-oh. I hope it tastes better than it smells. It smells like like almost like sewage. Dang, that's rough. It's like it's like lighter than Coors Light <laughs> when you pour it into a glass. It is fucking light. A lot of carbonation though. Not a lot of head, so probably not gonna have a lot of lacing. But we'll Ooh, see. How lacing. Look at you with your you know, beer nomenclature. I know. So I'm, I assume the IBUs are really small, probably like five, maybe ten tops. Um, I'm just trying to sound smarter than I actually toy, am toy, when toy. it comes to beer. So on my cap, it said uh, it says pints four, and I, I I thought it said pro states like they're pro something because mm-hmm. the O was like a ribbon, like a blue ribbon, kind of like a the the breast cancer ribbon, but it's blue. Okay. And then I I typed in Google like pints for prostates and nothing came up. So, but actually I found out what it is. It's pints for prostates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can figure that one out. <laughs> Go figure it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Pints for prostates. <laughs> I I cannot figure out what the fuck prostates were. It looks like prostates. Okay. But it's one word. But it's on the top of a bottle cap, so like they gotta shove everything in there. And it's all muddled. And it's hard to read. It looks like prostates. But the the blue ribbon ribbon didn't give you any indication that it it could be like a charity for like a cancer. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck a blue ribbon's supposed to mean. How many how people keep track of all these ribbons? I don't know. Yeah, blue ribbons, yellow ribbons, <laughs> orange ribbons, pink ribbons. Yeah. But anyway, it's got pints for prostates, so I guess they're trying to raise awareness for. For men to take their prostate health seriously. Uh, that is not a laughing matter, so I will stop laughing. I mean, it's kind of funny, I guess. I mean, uh, man. Talk about butt stuff, Oh, right? boy. That's always funny. <laughs> <laughs> I always heard, like, oh, like, like on, the, on the school ground play yard, I, I remember people always, not the people, like my classmates, my fellow Older classmates would always talk about how when you turn like forty, you should get like a like a full on prostate exam, which which includes yeah. like the doctor putting his finger in your bum. Is that <laughs> is that something that's? I mean, it's true. Does it, that's does he what put it his is. Finger in your bum. Yeah, checks your prostate. Because Sloan's like forty, and I I told him he should do it, and he said no. He didn't want to do it. He doesn't want to be because he thinks yeah. it's gay. Or yeah, what? definitely. And I was like, well, you know. You probably should do it just in case. Fucking Sloan. I mean, it's probably a very uncomfortable experience. Oh, I'm sure it's not comfortable, but I mean, it's important. So, I don't know. Maybe just like drink before I knock a couple pints for prostates back. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's let's drink this. Uh, Mine's like almost overflowing. I poured too much in. Okay, here we go. That's good. That's good. It's weird. It's like it's not doesn't taste like a pilsner. Like it says it is. It tastes like a lager. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Okay. Is it as mm. gross as it smelled? No. It's 
much tastier. That's actually really, really solid lager taste. It it kind of it, it actually does kind of have that full body taste of like a Budweiser though, like that that full body lager taste that that it has. Budweiser is the only fucking pulls up. <laughs> Stupid. But you know how like some lagers are pretty pretty like thin and they just don't have a lot to it. Like it's just like drinking water. Yeah, like a Heineken. Budweiser light. doesn't, or like a Coors Light or a Bud Light. But like Budweiser doesn't have that. It has like more of a full taste, and that's kind of how this lager is. So that's good. It's good stuff, man. Okay, that's good. What about you? Mine's pretty, <clears throat> pretty dark. It poured in pretty damn dark. Like even if I hold it up to the light, I can't even see through it. Light cannot escape this black hole of a beer. What's that? What's the term called again? SRM. SRM. Yeah. So we have like the polar opposite on the SRM. You're like at a hundred. I'm at probably two. Like no joke. I, I I have like a little lamp that sits on top of my desk and it points down. And so when I look up into it, I can see the light bulb. And when I put when I pick this beer up and hold it next to the light bulb, I, there's no light coming through this beer at all. That's a fucking dark beer. That's some oil you're drinking. Right <laughs> yeah, now. it looks like oil, like motor oil. <laughs> That's so gross. But it's good. I, I get a lot of coffee. I get a lot of like roasted, kind of like that roasted taste to it. Mm-hmm. It's eleven percent, but I don't taste the eleven percent. Oh, how uh, is it? Twelve ounces? Yeah. Oof. Is this one of the ones you got off Taver? Uh, I think I bought this one at Bev or uh, what do you call it? Trader Joe's Total Wine. Total Wine. Yeah, <laughs> you got it eventually. Yeah. Is there even a Trader Joe's in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, there is. A- I hate Trader Joe's. Oh, I do too. It's awful. I call it Trader Joke. <laughs> <sighs> they do have one thing that is really <laughs> fucking good though. Pro states. Pro states, baby. No, <laughs> they have a uh, like a frozen spinach dip that is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, I remember Tammy was saying that you really like that and you texted her about it. Yeah. I went out and bought like four <laughs> packs. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. And I ate them all and bought like six more. What the fuck? They're small. You can throw them in the freezer and forget about them. Forget about it. Yeah. Trader Joe's anyway. sucks. My beer is delicious, though. <clears throat> yeah. My, mine is really, really good, too. Um, so our we have a three-point rating system. Um, three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but it's good to try once. And zero is hot lava, liquid trash. That's what that hot is. Hot lava. I I don't know what I, I don't know what I was going to what I was trying to do there, but yeah. So it's it's uh, it's just awful. So what do you got? What do you, what are you going to rate your beer with our three point rating system, Jeff? Um, take another sip. Yeah, honestly, I'm making this like a two point eight. That's solid, man. Yeah, That's this solid. is really good. This is really drinkable. It's thick. So I don't know how many of these I could have, especially because they're eleven percent too. Yeah, but I mean, it's damn good. This is everything that I look for in a stout, right? So it's super thick. There's a lot of sugar in it, but there's not too much to where it's just like drinking like syrup, like maple syrup. Yeah, it's so gross. a lot of coffee, a lot of like that roasted like the hazelnut taste. Mm-hmm. It's boozy, but you don't taste the booze. Boozing and stinking. I smell what you're thinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, this, is, this is lyrics from a Vandal song. Oh. From Eurobarge, that song? Never mind. Anyway. Pints for prostates. Um, <laughs> all right, with mine, my, uh, my what is it, Green Park Lager. I'm going to give this a perfect three. Damn. This is, a, this is a, a, a delicious beer. It is so good. And it's super refreshing. I, I, I like it. It's great. A plus. 
a perfect three, even though it smelled gross. Well, the smell has nothing to do with the taste. Hey, clearly. man, it does. No, it does. <laughs> Just fucking idiot sending me that picture. No, it 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 doesn't. But yeah, this is this is a perfect beer. It's great. Fucking fantastic. Dang, we're starting off we're starting off hot. We are. This is I guess we're just excited. I don't know. But uh yeah, let, let's move on to our uh to our songs of the week because uh we, we got a few here. Unless you got anything else to say about beer or just your beer in general. What what do you what do you think? Um what do you got? No, just so Prairie also has really they always have really cool labels. Mm-hmm. You can just type in like Prairie Artisan Ales and just look at the random beer labels. They're always really vibrant in colors and they're like cartoony, but kind of like weird and jokey and they're really cool. And I like that about them. Prairie Artisan Ales. Yeah. Let's see. They always have really cool labels. <clears throat> I want to see some of these labels because I want to make sure that you're right. I just like. Oh, yeah, they're kind of cool. I like a lot of color with stuff. You know, I like things to be vibrant, over the top, goofy. Yeah. But and it's like it's um it's very like sixties like with the the fonts that they use and everything, but I'm sure that beer tastes like shit. But uh, no, I like the labels. I like to try, I'd like to try uh, some of the other styles of beer. I have a um a rainbow sher- a rainbow sherbet sour. I'll say for you. Oh God, I don't like sours. It's so good though. I'll try it, but I'm not gonna drink all an, an entire can of it. Yes, you will drink all of it. I will not yes, drink all of drink it. All I will take you. a sipper of you it. You will take a sip and then say this is good and then drink all of it because you're. I chode. will not because I'm a chode. Right, right. Okay, let's move on to our songs of the week. Um, Jeff brought two to the table. I brought one, so I guess oh, you brought two of the same band. Yeah, it's just one. I just put the other one in there because you were you were bad mouthing them. <laughs> I was. Maybe so, mad. <laughs> you, okay, let's go with yours first then. Okay, so. You went with Sonata Ar- so, Fuck. Sonata Say it, please. Arctica. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you what song did you go with? I, the first song I, I put was Abandoned, Please, Brainwashed, Exploited. And that's from their Winter Hearts Guild. That's their third album. And um, this album's kind of fun because it features a keyboardist from Stratovarius Ooh. playing all the solos. So that's why this, the, the key solos are so damn good in that album. Stradivarius, Stradivarius are a great band too. Like I like, I've actually seen Stradivarius too. I, I saw them at the old Galaxy Theater in Santa Ana, mm-hmm. and I like them a lot. But they're too, they're too, they were, they're, they're too technical for me. Yeah, they're very technical and they're very proggy at times too. I just, I need just like, like Sonata Arctica. That's just, I just <laughs> Sonata Arctica. Ah, yeah. Can I not fucking say it? Sonata Arctica are very much the same. They're super technical. They're they're barely melodic. They're just they sing really high. That's really it. But they don't there's not a whole lot going on other than like the solo parts. Most of the yeah. most of the time their songs are just very straightforward. It's just like the same, you know, chug along and the bass doesn't really do nothing crazy. It's just the solos that kind of break down and get way more technical. But mostly they're just very they're very simple. They're very, they're very vanilla, I guess, for this <laughs> genre of music. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that they're vanilla. I, they're the most accessible of like symphonic speed metal for sure. I don't know, man. Here's a little bit of the of the song, um, "Abandoned, Pleased, Brainwashed, and Exploited."
<laughs> so epic, bro. It is. <laughs> I guess it, I, I don't like using that word, but if you can use it for anything, this would be best suited. This type of music is just epic. Sloan, Sloan called what? it uh, fantasy metal or fantasy. Ooh. Something like that. It made me giggle. That's, <laughs> that's perfect, though. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And it's not like, well, I mean, I kind of, this, this album's called Winter Hearts Guild. Like, it sounds like they're going to fight dragons or something. It's like, it's straight <laughs> out of Witcher or some yeah. shit. Oh, my God. Dude, this band's so good, though. I don't know. I, I listened to this, because you told me that they just put, put it on Spotify this week. So I went and listened to the record, to this record that that, that song's on, that that, 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 that song is on. And uh, I don't know, man. I Like, halfway through, I'm like, what, how many songs am I in? And I'm, it's only like five songs. And I'm like, oh. I thought I was like almost done. It's a lot of the same. That's kind of how I felt about it. A lot of this genre is kind of the same. And, yeah. and then I ended, I ended up like just putting on like a, I don't know if they just put them on this week, but I just noticed it like this week. For the longest time, the only things they had on were like half of their albums. And this album in particular has never been on until I noticed it this week. But then I put on just like a, like a power metal, I don't know, fucking playlist. And it's always just like like Dragon Force came on. And it's like, dude, okay, I've heard these things before. I get it. Like, you're really good. Like, I, it's cool, man. But I like this fantasy stuff, though. I like it. But you kept hey, shitting man. on them, so I put that other song in there because that song's fucking <laughs> a banger, too. That's their second album. Yeah, I mean, that, that song was okay, too. I mean, wow, I'm not saying these so songs are good. bad. They're just not for me. They're not, they don't, I don't know, get my attention as much as other stuff does. I mean, they're, but I think they're very what? much like Stradivarius. They even they started off. They're as, faster. As kind they're of, faster than Stradivarius. Th- they are. Uh, Sonata Arctica started off as kind of like a metal, almost like a Megadeth, Metallica type of thing, and they actually changed their style to m- kind of mimic Stradivarius after like, oh, their first okay. album, which seems to be that, kind of like a common thing because that the other band, the, the cello band Apocalyptic, Apocalyptica. Mm-hmm. They started as a Metallica cover band. Yeah, I remember their that. Their first album was like that four cellos and just straight up Metallica covers, and then ended up becoming another metal band like this. So that's kind of weird that all these bands kind of like take after Metallica. All, yeah, that hey man, Metallica are one of the most influential metal bands of all time. Crazy man, crazy crazy stuff. Uh, I was gonna say something, but now I. Oh, I was going to say, I think a bunch of albums on Spotify just like became available this week because like you said, Sonata Arctica was it made all of their whole discography was made available. Um, the Mark, Tom and Travis show from Blink-182 was made available. And then um, there was an Aqua album, their their third album that was never on Spotify for like years. That's now on Spotify. So I don't know. Maybe it's, they're they're getting back with it and actually posting good stuff. I just checked you right now and, and the place you've come to fear the most and the Swiss Army Romance from Dashboard Confessionals on there. And I remember they were on there and then last year they took those two albums off and the MTV Unplugged album off from Dashboard and now I just noticed again that they're on. Maybe this week they came back on. Could be. Uh, I was hoping that there's a Smashing Pumpkins album that that Billy Corgan refuses to put back on uh, streaming sites and I was hoping it'd be back up. But no, it's not. Fucking Damn it. Billy That's a great Corgan. record, too. What? Fucking Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Dude, he, that guy is a fucking genius. A songwriter. Just an amazing songwriter. Mm. Fucking great. I've seen better. Well, I have, too. I mean, you have, like, Omar. You have Tom DeLonge. You have just a lot of 
good people. But Billy Corgan's up there too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Remember how mad you got when I told you my top five fa- favorite songs? Because ever? you didn't even like like the fact that you didn't even like think about it. Because I already knew. No, you didn't know. You were just. You, I always you think already, about. You were I already al- in the groove. You were already in the groove. You're like, oh, we're already talking about this song, so I might as well just say that it's my favorite one. Da, da, da. Like it's just, it makes. Uh, gross, tired, gross. <laughs> but I always think about, oh, what are my what are my favorite songs of all time? I think about it all the time, and you know, it always comes back to Corn Scott. The life is the greatest song ever written. We all know that. And I love whenever I tell people that and they just like roll their eyes or they just laugh thinking I'm not being serious, but I'm dead serious. No, everybody knows you're serious. They think you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nobody doubts your seriousness on that. Oh, that's true. Okay. So let's get into my pick and then we'll we'll wrap up this episode. Um, I, uh, I was watching... I was watching this, I don't know, I don't, it was some YouTube channel and Jonathan Davis from Corn, because this kind of relates to what we were just talking about, Jonathan Davis from Corn was in it, was on the episode and it was just him and this other guy at a record store in Bakersfield and they were just going through like, you know, old music that Jonathan Davis had DJ, because he used to be like a, a, a big DJ up in Bakersfield and... Um, the only DJ in Bakersfield? <laughs> well, he, was, he was actually the only white DJ in Bakersfield. Yeah, he was the only white DJ, but he was like talking about all this old hip hop and old like new romantic music that he was into and he pulled out this record from this uh this guy called blowfly he's like yeah everyone's parents had this record and they would only play it like at parties and stuff and they would never let the kids listen to it so like like him as a kid they would like when his parents weren't around he would go there and then put the record on and it's from this guy called blowfly and apparently he's he's put out a shit ton of records and all he does is do like parodies like really raunchy parodies of either you know popular songs are just his own and they are pretty raunchy and kind of they're really stupid but also funny at the same time and um and his most popular song is called rap dirty and the reason why i wanted to bring it up was because friend of the pod ryan he has a very unique laugh and i've never known i've never met i've never heard anybody who laughs like ryan until this week and this guy blowfly laughs exactly like ryan (laughs) It is, it is. It's weird. Yeah, it's uncanny. It's unbelievable. It really is. And I showed Ryan, and even Ryan was taken aback. Like, he <laughs> he had that, he didn't even laugh. He just had that grin on his face. Like, <laughs> he just knew. Like, it, it's weird. So, he laughs a couple times, like, within, like, the first minute. So, here we go. <laughs> this is Flo Fly, the master class. And I'm here to suck some soul to your ass. Guys and girls, build daggers and faggots. Ear to your ass get ragged. The world should end, I'd be under no strain. I'd blast right off with my dangling. Wanna rap to all of you motherfuckers about my best friend, those no good truckers. Ride down the road, carrying a load, feeling more sexy than a pregnant toad. Checking out the scene on my CB, cause I don't want no bears fucking with me. That's a big 10 for good buddy. Yeah. <laughs> See a blue light behind it. Uh, call it dickhead. Check out my crack. Uh, I think I got a bear on the back. He's on my ass, and that's no joke. But I'm gonna leave that blue light motherfucker in the smoke. 10 4. Ha. 
I think it's so funny. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I've, I've listened to a bunch of his music this week too. It's all like it's all the same, but it it's pretty. It's it's just so stupid but funny at the same time. But then a lot of it has like this really good like funk groove to it too. So it it's great. It's really really good. I think it's, it's it makes it better because he didn't take it seriously and yeah. try to be like cutting edge. And I think that's why he never got like the play other bands did, like Two Live Crew, and we'll talk about Public Enemy. And so I think he was kind of just pushed to the side because he wasn't serious. Yeah, but what I I read more about him, and apparently before he started doing this 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 kind of stuff, he was a songwriter for a lot of bands in the '60s and '70s, and he wrote he wrote music and produced um, like Casey and the Sunshine Band, and he, he worked with them a lot and um, or quite a bit, and and then eventually he got into this kind of this style of music, and but he ended up selling all of the rights to the music at the beginning of his career to somebody else, and in the past like 30 years, like famous artists like for example, like Beyonce, DMX, Jay-Z, like a bunch of other artists have sampled this guy's music, Blowfly's, Blowfly's music, and he's received zero money from it because he sold all of his royalties away back in like the early 70s. So he could have been made, be worth millions, but he made nothing from, from all the samples. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks. And then apparently he, he filed bankruptcy back in like 2003 because he just, he had no money. And then he died in 2015 or 2017, I think like liver cancer or something but yeah sad sad way to go and then just i don't know just how everything turned out you know he he was kind of he was seemed really cool but he he would i feel like he would definitely kill it now he'd be very popular now yeah more so than like ever because we like to go back you know to, to early hip-hop artists and because he was so different so cutting edge and anything that you would hear i think now he would just absolutely kill it mm-hmm the nostalgia. He's just he's just so stupidly outrageous. I I love it. But yeah, and then the laugh just it gets me every fucking time. <laughs> it's I right, it is spot on. Absolutely. I I was just I was so shocked and blown away at it. And it's that like hey, 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 like that weird I I got to I got to play vibrato just vibrato whatever he does. Ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Especially the ending part, ah 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 ah, kind of like um, the count from, yeah, from uh, the, Sesame Street. Yeah, two ah uh, ah uh, uh, Ryan, so good, so good. Who's boycott? Who's boycotted the pod? He's still boycotting. Oh, he's still boycotting. But then he'll like tease and say, "Oh yeah, we should do. You guys should do this on the pod." And I'll say, "Ryan, then come on and do it with us." It's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do the pod. I don't do podcasts no more. No, what about, and, what about the spike and then pod? he says. And then he's like, why do you call it pod? That's stupid. Don't call it pod. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. All right, let's move on. Uh, we'll get through this fast because we're not going to actually play any of the songs because of Cease and Desist and also because some of the songs suck. So uh, the first thing we have here, no real significant album releases, but uh, we got a new song from Billie Eilish. Uh, it's the theme theme song for the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. <sighs> you didn't like it? No, it was boring. It was okay. I don't think I've ever, ever really been into like the Bond theme songs. There's maybe a oh, handful most of them, of them suck. Yeah, yeah, most of for them. For the suck. most part, they're always just so hyped and dumb and boring. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But you know, she got called up to do it. She's like, and she's 18, and she does a fucking Bond song. That's big. That that's really really big. Um, I think that's all hype too. To be honest, 
I think she's overrated, but oh, I, I honestly do. I think she's overrated. I think her brother is the really talented one, and she's just kind of there as like the face. This is a no nonsense pod. But yeah, it's I, true, I, I, I agree. I don't think I. I don't think there's anything special about her. I think she whispers, sings, and she's annoying, and everything about her in particular, I think, is just very lackluster. Yeah, and she does this like vibrato thing in the, in this song too. That I feel like th- this sort of like vibrato that she does is for people who do that are people who can't sing that well, so they try to like overcompensate, thinking that's how they should do it. But it, in the end, it to me it kind of comes off cheesy and kind of bad. But overall, it's okay. If you can get past that, it's okay. Um, the next song here is from The Strokes. They're back after I don't many years, and um, I kind of wish they would have just stayed away. But they put out a new <laughs> song called "At the Door." It's not a good song. It's so fucking boring. Oh, for me, it's like almost six minutes long. Doesn't go anywhere. Yes. It's the same kind of annoying whatever that sound is in the beginning, it just goes throughout the whole song and it almost lets you believe that it's going to go somewhere or do something or, or pick up or something, but nothing happens. Yeah. Very boring. Yeah. Very, very boring. Uh, can't get into it. And Julian Casablancas is an overrated fucking singer, man. I don't get it. He's not that good. He's not interesting. He's just cool, man. He's not cool. He doesn't He's look cool. cool. He looks fucking gross. Yeah. Like he's he's not even like a cool looking gross. Yeah, you know? he's like dirty cool. No, he's not. He's not <laughs> gross. The bomb pops. Recently discovered new band for us that we uh, we kind of like. Especially, I don't know, you kind of like them, but they're right up your alley with the pop punk, and they do pop punk really well. Um, they this put out one a new song. was the banger. You like this one? This one is the best bomb pop song I've heard from them. Really? So okay. good. I mean, it's a good song, but I, I like the other one bef- that came out before this. But this song is called uh, Double Arrows Down. Uh, yeah, this is the... Because they have two singers. Um, this is the the one who doesn't sing as much. I think her name is Polly. And she doesn't sing as much as the other girl, Jen, but... Pop yeah, punk it's, Polly. It's good. It's good. It's a good song. This one Not was bad. This one was more pop punk than punk. And so I think that's probably why yeah. I liked it a little bit more. Do you want me to play it or do you want me to just move on? Uh, I mean, it's your pod, whatever you want. No, it's it's our pod. Oh, podcast. It's it's our podcast. <laughs> yes, correct. So what do you want to do? you want to play it? Or do you wanna... <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Sorry, I was reading the text. Uh, so that's why there was the pause. No, just go to the next song. Okay, so we got uh, something very different. Lamb of God. They put out a new song called Checkmate. I've never really been a fan of the band. They're good. They're definitely good, but... They put out a new song called uh, Checkmate, yeah. So I'm not going to play that either. But I liked it. It was good. It's good, but it's just like, I don't know. There's something about Lamb of God that I just haven't been able to get into. I, think, I don't know what it is. I think like, because I just got into them last year. Yeah. And I mean, when I say I just got into them, I, I've only listened to like, I only like half of their albums. But uh, dude, they're really good. Like there's their one album, New American Gospel, that's... Like I think their first or second one, it's so good. It's just it's so heavy. It's so, I guess like accessible. It's so easy mm-hmm. to listen to. And this song starts off kind of kind of weak. I don't like it, but after that little solo intro part, whatever that was, it kicks up and it's mm-hmm. it's a banger. It's a banger. You know who I've been getting into um, this last like two weeks? They came up on my Discover playlist. 
Discover Weekly playlist, and it's a. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Mashuga, is that how you pronounce it? Mashuga. How you spell Meshuggah? that? Like M E S H U G G A H. I've, I've yeah. seen that word before, but I, don't, I have no idea how to pronounce that. They're super fucking heavy, but I don't. I, one of the songs came on, and I listened to that record that that song's on, and I was just blown away. It's it's so fucking good, and it's very very heavy music. But I highly recommend going to check them out if you don't already. But they're wildly popular metal band. But yeah, go go check out Mashuga too, and check out Lamb of God too. Fuck it, who cares? Check out everything. Check out Asinine Radio. Dot com. Um, the the last thing we have here is uh, asking Alexandria. They put out a new song called "They Don't Want What We Want and They Don't Care." They don't want and what it, we want. What what what? But it it, it but it it is not good. It's not. It's you don't not like good. this. I didn't like it. Now I I even looked it up and and I looked up on I looked it up to see if John Feldman had his nasty little fingers on it, but I couldn't find any information that he did. But it sounds like a John Feldman song. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Why'd you act like you liked it? <laughs> Dumb shit. Well, I'm, uh, I think this band is 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 pretty terrible too. I, I really don't like this band at all. I thought you liked them. No, Renee no, likes. Them that's kind of why I put it on here because I thought you liked it. Well, I'm gonna go see him in concert. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But um, I'm only going because because of the other bands I want to see. But you should learn this song so you could sing along with it. To these guys, no, I have zero interest in mm-hmm. that. You'll like them eventually. I, I you'll, you'll go and you'll I've say, tried "Oh, too. these guys are really good. Oh, these guys are really good. I really want. I really want to get more into them." Well, I mean, I'll have a good time when I get. You know, live music, live music. I'll have a good time. I'll probably jump in the pit a couple songs with the youngins. Ah, boy. But uh, no, this band's boring. It's just they're weak. Like they don't do any of the things that they set out to do well. Yeah, they're not a good they're metal like, band. They're not a good like screamo band. They're not a good metalcore band. They don't do anything good. They're one of the most vanilla metalcore bands of all time. They're really bad. They're not good. Yeah, I, I could, I would, I would agree. Yeah, and I'm glad you do agree. Um, so that's it for uh, for some new songs. There's a couple tours that we're going to talk about right now. Tears. Uh, the first, the first one uh, is Chain Fest. It's put on by Chain Reaction, the iconic, iconic venue in Anaheim, California, and uh, but they're not having this show at Chain Reaction. They're having it at the Five Point Amphitheater in Irvine. Uh, it's happening Saturday, May 23rd of this year, 2020. And um, the two big headliners, Jimmy World and Taking Back Sunday. And then we have Circus Revive, Saves the Day, Anne Berlin, Glassjaw, Cartel, and Acceptance. So this is really... This is actually a really solid solid lineup even though i don't care for like half the bands <laughs> like cartel like cartel glass the album's so Amberlin. good though chroma no i, oh I just God. i don't like I, I it's not for me but i mean this is a, this is a really cool lineup but can you imagine if they actually played this show at chain reaction how fucking nuts that would be dude i feel like chain did this like four or five years ago they had a bunch of bands and it was it was it wasn't called like chain fest but it was something to do with chain reaction and it was that like a separate venue. They uh, did. I think they did it at the observatory though. Yeah, that's what it was, right? It, yeah. And it, like a lot of like bigger bands were playing. And even mm-hmm. then we're just like, why the why can't you just do this at Chain? Because Newfound Glory still does shows at Chain and they they build themselves as Newfound Glory. Yeah. But I mean Jimmy World and Taking Back Sunday pull much larger crowds than Newfound Glory. But if Newfound Glory can do it, 
there's yeah, no but reason it, why these people can't do it. Taking Back Sunday for sure, that's way too big. But Jimmy Rold, they're not much bigger than Newfound Glory. No, they are. Nah. Nah, they are. Mm-mm. And they're much more iconic. Yeah, they nah. are. Yeah, they are. But I mean, what I to me, what this comes down to is straight up money. They're gonna make more money selling tickets to I don't know how big the five point amphitheater, but let's say five thousand compared to five hundred, you know, when it comes to the uh capacity that's just what it, i think it's all comes down to money oh yeah but you can have a three-night gig you know thursday friday saturday something charge 50 percent more for these tickets and yeah, i don't know maybe. what their deal is with this amphitheater but then chain would be keeping 100 percent of the profits from the tickets true rather than unless, outsourcing it to whatever this venue is unless whoever owns five point amphitheater also owns chain yeah that's that's the only re- that's the only way i would i would see this making sense otherwise yeah, still that's probably money. what it is so, it, and it says that, it, I mean, in the title it says Chain Reaction and Live Nation present Chain uh, Fest. What if Live Nation yeah. owns Chain now? They could. They very well could. Oh, yeah. that would be so gross. It would be very disgusting. <sighs> Live Nation just, they're gross. They take over fucking everything now. Yeah. I, I, I assume that Live Nation at least owns the Five Point Amphitheater, if not Chain too, Because they own, like, every fucking, de- like, kind of big to... Like very big size venue. It's only like the small little bars that still are owned by like independent people. It's shitty, man. It's there's sucks. no way they own Chain. I just, I just can't. I don't want to believe but it. But Chain, but Chain has enough of a reputation in the scene where I could see a big company like Live Nation buying it because they could buy it for so cheap and then do shit like this and get a shit ton of money. And then they and and even then they still don't even have to like renovate the venue because the venue is known for being so shitty. So, uh, is Chain like the only? Because the other place, that Hoagie Bar, Michaels, that doesn't exist anymore. No, that so, that shut down. So years Chain's ago. like the only place that you can go see a show at like a smaller venue. Besides, if you that, go to like the Doll Hut. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the Doll Hut. Um, but that's like a bar. Orange County. You can't even like go. There was in one there, right? in. Yeah, it's more of a bar. But then, oh, the one place in Costa Mesa closed down, um, like a couple years ago. What was that one in Costa Mesa? I saw, I saw, I actually saw, um, fuck, there was some DJ I saw there. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, it's not there anymore. Like right off, like 17. What the hell or was that called? I totally forgot. But regardless, it's it's gone now. But then there's also, but there's still that one venue. There's still Slide Bar. Slide Bar still has a lot of shows there. Can you go to Slide Bar if you're under 21? You can go in, into the venue part of it, oh. but you can't go into the actual bar part unless you're over 21. But I, I honestly, I don't think they have any all ages shows there. I think everything's 21 over because, I mean, in the end, what's the point of doing an all ages at a bar? It doesn't make much sense. See, what the hell was that one in Costa Mesa called? That's going to bother me. I don't remember either. Fuck, man. It was always crowded and busy, but I can't remember. And that, anyway. Damn, I can't even remember what it is. I'm going to Google it. Go ahead. Okay, so the last thing we have here, Rage Against the Machine, if you don't know, they announced a world tour. Um, I think it starts in May. But yeah, it's it's world tour, so they're going everywhere. And then right when they announced it, they said tickets are going on sale Friday. So the tickets are on sale now. But they said tickets go to go on sale on Friday. And that was like on Monday or Tuesday. And there were already scalpers selling tickets on, you know, whatever yeah. whatever website. But they were selling them for like four or five hundred dollars, yep. and then the band issued it a statement saying, "You know, the tickets haven't even been released yet, and the most expensive ticket is one hundred twenty-five dollars, which really actually isn't that bad for an for a band like Rage Against the Machine." 
Um, and so, yeah, so be careful. I mean, I think everything's already sold out for the most part. But yeah, try not to get too ripped off if you, ripped off if you're going to go to one of these shows because <laughs> it sucks. But yeah, they're trying to combat it. They're trying to combat it with, I don't know, some ticket verification or uh, who knows. I don't even know what it is. I just feel like the only way you can truly do this is if you buy the ticket, you put your name in and that's like the name that's set. No transfers. Yeah. But even then, I I think the scalpers are still going to pick them up and then... And then whoever buys them are going to get screwed, you know, because the people who buy them might not know, you know, that there's the, like these extra security measures. So then the people, these people are going to be out like 300 bucks. Well, and that's up to, I mean, that's on the person buying scalp tickets, but that's also up to like places like StubHub to make sure that when they're listing these tickets saying, hey, this show in particular is put on by this company who enforces, you know, these strict guidelines. Yeah. But that also sucks too, because if you truly can't attend the show, then it's like you're, you're fucked. Yeah, you're shit out of luck. You're you're out. Hmm. That's a that's a good beer, man. That is a good solid lager. All right, uh, we got anything else to say? Did you figure out the name of that venue? No, Costa Mesa? I, I don't even know what to. I typed in like Costa Mesa concert hall, and then that didn't. work. It wasn't even a concert hall. It was venue, more like a and then I typed in like old, and then I typed in like early two thousands, <laughs> and I typed in late two thousands. I can't think of what it's fucking called. Damn it! What is it? it it's like on the tip of my tongue. and uh, Maybe it's, did it start with a C or a D? I think I'm going to start with a D. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know either. I'm trying to remember. The more I think about it, the more I have no idea what it is. <laughs> What's the one in Long Beach? That, that's kind of popular. Alex's Bar, yeah. Was yeah. it something similar to that? Like a, like a name? Yeah. Was it a name? I don't think so. I don't... Fuck, man. What was it? I don't know. It's going to bug the hell out of me but i mean that we'll figure it out and we'll get back to everybody I, if anybody gives a shit if anybody's still actually listening but uh th- this is asinine radio week two of the pod february 2020 um i thank you for listening Go listen to the main <laughs> episode <laughs> listen to the main episode because we get into the pu- uh, public enemy record and it's going to be really good i think so Check it out. Go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to us. Follow us on social media. And. Yeah.